Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. A podcast about events, travel, and the people who love both. Find more episodes at vacationraces.com. Welcome back to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. I am one of the race announcers for Vacation Races. Colleen, excited to be back with you. And we are talking about a brand new inaugural event for 2022, the Cedar Breaks at Night event. I've got race director Brett Beagley here with me. And Brett, this is your very first Vacation Races podcast. Yes, it is. Very excited to be here. You've done one before with Dane because you were co-directing, but this is like you're flying solo. I am. It's pretty exciting. A little bit, a little bit scary, but I think we'll get through this. Oh, I think it's going to be fine. And this is why I know it's going to be fine, Brett, because you've been on this Vacation Races team for a long time. How long have you worked for Vacation Races? Uh, probably six, seven years now. I've yeah. uh, been full-time for two years and about four years before that, just working weekend events. With the crew. Yeah. So Brett's, he knows the courses. He knows what's going on out there and he is going to be your race director for Cedar Breaks at night. Let's kind of talk about Cedar Breaks. I actually grew up in Cedar City, Brett. I don't know if you know that about I did me, not. but I grew up in Cedar City. So when you talk about going to Cedar Breaks and you talk about Brian Head, Ski Resort, and these whole areas where we're going to be running through. This is like my backyard, I feel like. That's exciting. It's so pretty up there. Yeah, from from the peak, you can look down and see right into Cedar Breaks. Yeah, you can. It's a gorgeous view. Now, of course, this is an at-night event. So if you're going to have some of those sunset times or some of those sunrise times, you're going to be able to see those beautiful views. But why are we doing it at night? If there's beautiful views, why are we doing it at night? To watch the Persaids. Right. The pers- and I always have said Persed meteor shower. That's not how you say it, apparently. It's like Perseus. It comes from the, the root word Perseus. So it's like Perseid. Perseids. M- yeah. Perseid meteor shower. Anyway, a lot of falling stars are going to be coming. <laughs> yes. And the days that we're going is going to be the best view. And yeah. hopefully we have good weather and you'll have amazing views of that. So everyone running at night is going to have a fantastic show which is why we're doing it, but also anyone that is running it during the daylight is going to have an amazing view oh, yeah. from from the peak and a lot of the surrounding uh, trails up there. It's it's amazing. I really don't know what I would prefer, Brett. When I was thinking about this, because I love these trails so much because of their views, I was like, would I want to see the shooting stars or would I want to see the the beautiful vistas that are up there. It's really hard to pick. So you're going to get beauty no matter what. Yeah, it's a tough call. You'll have to, uh, this year, whichever one you picked, do the opposite next year like and get a, get a different view. Okay, I like that. And like we said, the Perse- Perseid, I'm having a hard time with that. The Perseid meteor shower is going to peak between August 11th and 12th. Of course, the race is going to begin on the 12th. Nerding out on data, perfecting the optimal training and nutrition plan, aiming for progression in PRs. Sound like you? Well, Gnarly Nutrition can relate. Featuring a full line of honest sports nutrition products, Gnarly provides the best nutrition possible for all types of mountain athletes. Because they offer great tasting and reputable products, Vacation Races trust Gnarly to be the on-course hydration sponsor. With the low-calorie, high-electrolyte Gnarly Hydrate for shorter races and the calorie, electrolyte, and amino acid-filled Gnarly Fuel 2.0 for longer races. Gnarly is here, taking the bonking out of your big day. Use code vacation 15 during checkout at gonarly.com for 15% off. So let's kind of talk through how a at night race is a little bit different, Brett, than our traditional race. We don't have a traditional expo for this. No, no expo. Uh, you'll show up 
best case scenario would be show up a half an hour before you're on, uh, get nice. your get your bib, okay. and you're pretty much ready to go. I kind of like that about these at-night events is they're really low-key. They're really just like you can roll up. Again, we're going to have plenty of parking right there at Brian Head Resort. We're just parking right there at the Giant Steps Lodge. So huge parking area. Yes. Yes, pl- plenty of parking. Uh, we'll be we'll have parking attendants all night, so parking should be a breeze. Yeah, absolutely in this area because when you're using a resort that's used to having lots of traffic, it's kind of nice instead of other events that we've done, aka like Grand Canyon 2013 when we were like out in the middle of yeah. nowhere trying to uh, park everybody. This is not going to have that problem. Now. We're going to get everybody parked. You said about 30 minutes before your start time, you're just going to go to the bib pickup tent, grab yes. your bib. Timing chips on there. Yep. Um, tear off raffle and your shirt. Okay. So you've got a raffle opportunity. You'll get your t-shirt. And we do need to remember, of course, like every Vacation Races event, this is a cup-free event. Yes, cup Cup free, there will be no cups um, offered at either aid station. Okay, or at the start-finish lines. And I would recommend for sure, to make sure that you bring your own hydration. Because let's talk for just a minute, Brett, kind of about elevation. The elevation of the town of Bryanhead itself is pretty darn high. I'm going to look it up right now. Bryanhead elevation. Let's do a little Google work here. Okay, so the town is about 9,800 feet. Yeah, so we're we're starting pretty high, and we're going to go a little higher. Yeah, we're going to go a little higher. Bryanhead Peak, which you guys are going to run up to, Maybe walk up to, let's say. Yeah. 11.3 is where that peaks out. And then there is a lot of downhill on this course, though. There is. The first three and a half miles is going to be the hardest of the entire event. So once you make it to the peak, enjoy the Perseids. And the rest is pretty much downhill, uh, flat and downhill. So so those first uh, first three and a half miles don't uh, don't come out of the gate too quick yeah. and uh, expend all your energy because you've got to get a little bit longer. Yeah, and once you get up to that peak, it's it really is some nice downhill and some beautiful trail you're going to be on. Lots of single track. We've got some double track. The peak road is actually just a dirt road, a really nice graded dirt road up yes. there. So you'll have kind of a mixture of dirt road and single track. Some of these are actual mountain bike trails, so you should have some really, really nice surfaces to run on. And it's kind of cool because we're starting with a little... Uh, ski lift yeah. up to the start line. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, uh, so get your bib and then, um, I will be at the bottom of the chairlift. Um, I'll get you going. You're going to take a couple of minute ride up the lift. Um, remember once the sun goes down, we're, we're at 10,000 feet. So it's going to get be chilly. chilly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we normally don't do gear check for these, uh, night events since how parking is right where you start and finish. Uh, but this one we're going to do some gear check for, um, so get a bag at the bottom and uh, wear your jacket, whatever you want, to the top. When you get to the top, put it in the bag, and uh, you can drop it there at the top, and then we will send it back down the chairlift for you and have it at the finish line for you. Perfect. You could even do a little blanket action. Yeah. <laughs> like get a little blanket and put it in a bag at the top and send it back down to the bottom. Yeah, this uh, last race, Glacier, I saw more uh, bathrobes than I have ever seen on a race before. Lots of people it's wore genius. bathrobes. and Yeah. It really is genius because you just wrap it around. You don't really care about it. And yeah. Yeah, good idea. So do make sure, because it will be cold. We're talking August up at 10,000 feet. You're going to have pretty warm during the day. I mean, I would say... But the thing is, is once the sun does drop down below the horizon, temperatures fall very quickly. Actually, when we're recording this, it's right before the 4th of July. I was just up 
high close to where Brian Head was last weekend, and we went to go run. We got out of the car. It was 39 degrees, Pat. Yeah. 39. Yeah. And it was like 6 a.m. So it it does get cold, but it it doesn't tend to like, it's not that winter cold. It's, it's a kind of a different cold. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So remember, remember to wear something up the lift, uh, take it off. And then pretty much immediately when you get off the lift, we'll have the uh, timing sheet right there. I'll have a staff member up there that'll get you going. And when you get off the lift, you're uh, you're off and going. I love it. I love that we get to start this on a chairlift. We've never done that before. No, nope, we with never have. This, this is the first. It's going to be exciting. It is going to be very, very cool. And you guys will get to gently kind of start the race. You'll be able to see the meteor shower if it's at night when you're going up the chairlift. This this could be great. I expect some great photos of this. Hydration has never looked so good. Hydro Flask brings you the best and brightest bottles, tumblers, and outdoor kitchenware. Strikingly simple and durable. Hydro Flask reusable items are perfect for your outdoor adventures. Discover your best travel mate on hydroflask.com or follow at hydroflask on Instagram. Okay, so once we get up, that we're going to get started. We can drop our gear there. Talk through some aid stations. We did say it's cup free, which is great. So you got to make sure you have your own hydration. But being at elevation, you require more hydration. We've talked about this on our podcast before, as we've talked about other events like Rocky Mountain, half marathon, and things like that. At elevation, you require more hydration yes, and you more do. electrolytes. Make sure you stay hydrated. Yeah, for sure. So we will have aid stations out there, and there's going to be how? There's two aid stations, but you hit them at multiple times. Yes, you, you'll hit them both. There's there's one at mile three, um, just before you head up the peak road, and then you'll hit it again on your way down, uh, just past mile four. Okay. And then it'll be the same at mile nine. You'll Past the aid station, you're going to do a quick out and back about a mile. And when you get back, you'll be just over 10 and you will hit that same aid station again. And then you're, you're downhill to the finish. Okay. So you want to make sure that you can support yourself basically for about five miles between mile four and mile nine. That's, you know, make sure you can carry enough fluid. And like I said, this entire event is going to be pretty much above 10,000 feet if you're coming from sea level, I know you're totally nervous, but things you can do to kind of help out, help yourself out are get there early if you can. That that does help. Or if you're not able to get there early, that's okay because there's actually research in science that says if you just go cold turkey, right, right at this elevation and just go for it, you actually do pretty well. But hydration and making sure your electrolytes are topped off. We'll have gnarly hydrate at our aid stations. And so take advantage of using the electrolytes with the gnarly hydrate and just try that because it's it's going to be cool at night. It's going to be perfect temperatures, but you are still going to need to be hydrated. And it's been dry, Brett. My gosh, we haven't had rain for ever. When we're recording this, I can't remember the last time that it really actually yeah, rained. I, I hope we get a little moisture um, in the next couple months, but hopefully not the night that we're all there. Yeah, hopefully no clouds. We're, we're not. <laughs> we're keeping our fingers crossed. You're right. We don't want any clouds that night because we want to be able to see the meteor shower. So fully stocked aid stations, those aid stations that, again, you'll have four passes total at the aid stations. Honey Stinger Gels, Gnarly Hydrate will be there, as well as some. Are we going to have some cut-up fruit at some of them? Yeah, yeah, we'll do uh, We'll do a little fruit okay. for you also. Okay, a little, little bit of fruit. Bananas, like some oranges. Okay, perfect. So we'll have plenty for you, but do make sure that you're carrying what you need when you're out there. Brett, tell me a little bit about this course. You've gone out there. You've been scouting this course. What's the, like, the surface like? So if I'm trying to decide between trail shoes and road shoes, tell me what the surface looks like. Um, I would recommend... Uh, trail shoes okay it's all the trails are really good um but it is a trail run 
Um, every, all the roads are all pretty hard packed, but they are a little rocky. Yeah. So uh, one main thing that I've kind of had going through my mind as I've done the course a couple times is pick your feet up. Yes. We we will have we'll have medic medical assistance at both aid stations and an ambulance at the finish line. But I really hope that we don't need yeah. any of that. It's it's there for you guys and your protection if uh, if anything comes up. But pick your feet up and when you want to look at the Perseids, stop. Stop. I like that. <laughs> I, I think that's like the perfect. That's the perfect thing, Brett, because that's that's what we have to realize is we are at night. And I was going to say that with these trails, especially coming off the chairlift, you're going to go up about a mile and a half until you kind of get on this. Brian Head Peak Trail that goes around the peak and then you go up to the peak. It's quite rocky. It it, it is, yeah. It's it's rocky. Um, the first, uh, I think, first two tenths of a mile is downhill, and then you're flat for a minute, and then you start climbing. Uh, you're a couple tenths climbing, and then it flattens off a little bit. And it, it's all pretty good trail, but there is a few spots that are a little bit rocky. Um, but at that at that point point two five, I think when you start climbing back up. Uh, just, just take it easy. Uh, there's a, there's a few spots that are a little steep, um, walk. And then when it flattens off, you don't get going again, but that first, uh, first 3.5 is going to be yeah going to be where all the work is. And then after that, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, yeah, you gotta, you gotta earn it up there. I mean, yeah. you, you're probably going to go up almost a thousand feet in those first three miles Yeah, just to get up to the peak before you start losing that elevation. So Rocky trails. I, I have a funny story, actually, Brett. I have to, when we do podcasts, Colleen has to tell funny yeah, stories. I, so we're going for it. I am not a mountain biker. Let's just put that out there. I do not enjoy the sport. I've road biked plenty, not a mountain biker. Do you like to mountain bike? Um, yeah, I enjoy it. I don't do it a lot. I yeah. think I, I, I'm like you, I used to be a, more of a road biker, uh, doing some triathlons and stuff, but I, I think I would now like to get a little more into mountain biking than my problem is I'm a baby and <laughs> I, I'm afraid of everything in front of me. And there was one time before my husband and I were married, I think it was before we were married. He used to actually be part of the chamber of commerce. He actually ran the chamber of commerce up in Brian head. And he's like, Oh, let's go up to Brian head. We'll go up to the peak. We'll do some of these great trails. Some of the trails that actually you guys will be on. So we go up there. I'm sure I have a Walmart bike. I'm like positive yeah. it's a Walmart bike. And we go up there and we start descending off this peak down this trail. And I'm just like, how is this even possible? <laughs> is this supposed to be fun? Is this supposed to be okay? <laughs> and we went down and I don't know where he took us. And I, it was so rocky for me on this bike. And I was such a novice mountain biker. Of course, I watched my... 13-year-old son mountain bike now over stuff that I look at going, oh my gosh, and he just like bounces right over and it's no big deal. So I'm sure it's my novice status that was making it worse. But I just remember being up there on Brian Head Peak on this trail, like you guys are going to be descending down. I was trying to ride that and I was like, what is this? This is not my sport. I would much rather be on my feet. So just think, if you think it's technical, be grateful you're on two feet rather than on two wheels. Yes, for sure. Honey Stinger helps you prepare, perform, and recover throughout your athletic journey. Made with delicious honey and organic ingredients, Honey Stinger provides the fuel you need to push harder and go farther. Discover what all the buzz is about on HoneyStinger.com. Use code VACATIONRACE30 for 30% off organic waffles, chews, gels, bars, and hydration to help you sweeten the burn. Uh, speaking of technical, um, yeah. back on course. So after you come down from the peak, uh, the next four miles is pretty flat, uh, pretty awesome trail. And then at mile, uh, 5.5 and a half, okay. you, uh, you're going to come down a little switch back. 
Okay. That is going to be the most technical portion. Section, okay. Uh, yeah, section of the race. So that would be a great time to maybe walk and have a few snacks um, just for those two-tenths of a mile and then uh, and then back off again. So, Brett, what do you think about trekking poles for this course? Was it something you would recommend? I mean, there's a lot of climbing in the first three and a half miles. You get a little bit of technical downhill. Do you think it would be helpful? Um, I don't think I personally would okay. take them. Um, I think they'd be more of a burden. Okay. Uh, the the climb up, other than just gradual, there's there's maybe one tenth uh, less than that probably that's going to be a little bit on the steep side, but it's it's pretty quick. It's okay. good. It's good trail, and then uh, at at five and a half when you come back down, those couple of switchbacks is not really that steep. It's just it's rocky, uh, yeah. especially at night. It you'd want to you'd want to place your your feet pretty yeah pretty okay. precise. That's good. So if you do if you like hiking poles, trekking poles, go for it. But it's not something that we you know necessarily would say you have to have. It's going to be super steep. So it's something that kind of an option for you. But like Brett said, trail shoes a really good option because they've got better tread on them and they're going to give you a little bit more grip on some of these more technical sections. And it's just dry. A lot of these trails are just really dry right now. This whole area has actually been in a drought. This area, actually, part of this area, um, a fire went through a few years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago, there was yeah. a really quite, bad fire. Quite a large fire went through. So you may actually see that if you are running in part of the daylight times, you may see that a lot of the forest to your north has burned out. And, yeah. um, yeah, it, it was, was a big, big fire. It was a very big fire and it burned so hot. There's some trees there that like white now because it burned so hot yeah. when it went through. So luckily that was a few years back and things are starting to recover. Yeah. They're, they're beautiful now. So yeah. undergrowth has come up. And it is, it is. It's really beautiful to see how that happens. Forest fires. We need forest fires. It's the only way that those trees grow. Okay, so we're getting them down that technical section. We know where the aid stations are going to be. And Brett, you were telling me a little bit ago some kind of unique things about this course where there's portions of this course that are going across some private property that hasn't been open to the public for decades. Uh, yeah, I, th I think it was 80 years. Wow. There hasn't been, it hasn't been open to the public. Um, it is going to be... It's it's been uh, three decades in the making, um, and they're starting on it now. It's going to be about a ten year project, but it is going to be a huge addition to um, the existing Brian Head Ski Resort. Wow! Uh, Twenty five hundred cool. acres. It will have uh, chair lifts, homes, uh, full trail systems. It's going to be. Uh, they're calling it the third base of. Brian Head. Because there's like two other lifts, like sections of Brian yeah. Head right now. And yeah. this would be the third section. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And they are super happy to be a part of the event. Um, nice. Aspen Meadows okay. is what it will be called. And so this is an inaugural event for us, but it's also going to be um, a grand opening for them also. They haven't made any public announcements of it. So they are happy to uh, come out with it publicly for the first time for this event that's cool we're getting a little sneak peek so yeah you guys are going to be on some property that no one has been on for wow. pushing 80 years that's awesome yeah that really is awesome and to be able to be on it and you know as this as we do this race again in the future to see that development yeah. change that landscape and what's nice is they're planning on keeping access for the trails they want yeah. to make sure to keep access for the trails so that's great yeah and as they add trail systems we'll probably transfer uh, you guys are going to come down the kind of the main road that runs through the property 
which which is great. Um, but in the future, we can transition to some different trails that they're nice. going to have through there, and it will just only enhance the uh, the experience. Oh, I that's love, great. I'm, I'm I excited. Love, I love to hear about cool development like that that's going up there that's going to maintain these trails and really yeah. give us some more options out there. So cool. You guys are going to get to see that, and that's kind of towards mile like nine through nine ten uh it's from seven to twelve seven to twelve so a pretty okay. pretty big portion of the event big, yeah. almost almost half of it's going to be okay. on the property cool so make sure to take notice of that when you are out there okay brett i'm trying to think we're going to get to the finish line of course we'll have our food boxes at the finish line we'll have awesome finisher medals can you tell me a little bit about the finisher medal uh, I can't. Sorry. You're going to you have to can't. wait. No. Oh, man. It's, <laughs> all right. It's a surprise. We can't let that cat out of the bag yet. I guess that's our Easter egg that we'll drop. We always drop Easter eggs in the yeah. podcast as well. And so that will be our Easter egg is finding out what the metal is going to look like because it could be very, very cool for this one. But you will be getting your finisher medals. Are we doing other awards other than just overall awards for this? So it'll be the same as our other events. Uh, we'll do awards for top five in each age group. Uh, due to the staggered start nature of the event, we won't be able to do anything at the event. So all of those awards will be mailed out um, after okay, the event. Cool. So you don't have to stand around and wait for nope. the awards ceremony. Nope. When you're done, you can uh, hang out and cheer everyone on. Mm -hmm. And when you're ready to go, you're uh, you're good to go. That's awesome. A um, couple of questions that I'm just thinking in my brain as I'm I'm acting like a spectator or something like that. Are spectators allowed to ride the lifts? Are spectators have access to this course, or do they need to just stay at the base? No. Um, unfortunately, with uh, our permit and our contract with uh, Brian Head Resort, we are only allowing um, runners, okay. participants, to take the lift up. Okay. Um, we want all the spectators that would like to be there to, to please come and, and cheer everyone on, especially at night when it's some of those some of those small hours, it's nice to have. Uh, it's nice to have some people cheer you on when you're coming through. So, so please come and enjoy. Um, but you will be at the finish line at the bottom. Okay, perfect. So spectators, just hang out at the finish line. Best place for you to be because we don't. We also don't want you to try to drive around on this course to find other access points because it just makes it harder. These are dirt roads. It kicks up all sorts of stuff. So spectators, your best just right there at the Giant Steps Lodge. For over 40 years, Nathan has provided best-in-class running essentials designed to help runners enhance and improve their performance mile after mile and year after year. From our hydration vests and handhelds to our safety gear and apparel, Nathan products deliver on what matters most to you. Intuitive design, comfort, quality, and smart storage. Check us out at NathanSports.com or follow at NathanSportsInc on Instagram. Will there be any facilities for the resort open when we're there or is we're just offering our stuff. No, it, it'll be just us. Okay, uh, we'll, cool. we'll have uh, stuff for the runners there um, as far as food, hydration, and we'll have porta-potties. We'll have the merchandise tent, you know, all the stuff is a normal event. But, Great. But the lodge itself will not be open. Okay, cool. And if you want, here here's another Easter egg I'm going to throw out there, but I'll just tell you what it is instead of having to ask. If you want a great little meal, Parowin Cafe, just down the hill. Go into Parowin. Right there on Main Street. Parowin's like, it's the size of a postage stamp, so you'll be able to find it. Parowin yeah. Cafe right there on Main Street. They have the best rolls ever. Well, that's good to know. I'll have to oh, swing in there myself. so good. So good. So Parowin Cafe is right down there. I think they have some Mexican options as well. 
up in Brian Head, I know they have a pizza place. They have the Cedar Breaks Lodge that will be open. So they have some good amenities up there. Yeah, there's a really nice little sa- sandwich shop. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the pizza place. There is a actually a little Thai restaurant. Oh, yes, there is a little Thai um, restaurant. Yeah. So, yeah, there will be a few options. Good. Okay, so spectators, if you're up there. And, of course, there's accommodations up at the resort. Lots of condos, lots of Airbnbs and VRBOs that are up in that area. So if you're looking for places to stay plenty of those kinds of places of course cedar break lodge cedar breaks lodge is just uh it's a lodge it's just hotel rooms and they have it's a huge and so there's lots and lots of accommodations up that way so if you want to stay the night and enjoy it and there's so many other things to see up in this area you're really close to bryce canyon yeah yeah like i was saying earlier from the peak you can look right down in cedar breaks yeah it's not it's just a couple of miles, literally from yeah. from where the start. It it can't be any more than five miles. No, it's just up a giant hill. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, it's right there because the twisted forest is over there, which has the coolest like twisty trees. Yeah. And there's a lot of viewpoints that are very close for Cedar Breaks that are very close to where we're going to be starting. And then if you want to go to Bryce Canyon, if you just go Highway 143 is going to drop you right down into Panguitch Lake and Panguitch and Panguitch. You take the highway, I think you get on the 89, 89 yeah. and then you hit the 12 over there and that will take you right over to Bryce Canyon. So we're yeah. just not far from anything. Nope. Pretty close to a lot. Right, right there at Cedar Breaks, there's a couple of nice short little hikes in yes. there that you can yeah. do before or after um, and see see what's there. It's it's a, a beautiful, amazing area. It really, really is. The Navajo Lake side of things, Duck Creek is another yeah. place. They have mammoth up there. Again, I feel like I'm in my backyard because this is all the, the yeah. areas that I grew up in. And I would suggest if you want a really fun drive, if you're driving up, you can take the main highway up to Parowin, come up to Brian Head Resort through Parowin Canyon. But when you go back down, like if you're headed to Las Vegas to fly out or something like that, I would suggest going up and over Cedar Breaks, which yeah. is at 143, and then coming down Highway 14. Because off of Highway 14, that goes down into Cedar City and connects back to I-15, you have a beautiful view of Zion National Park. Yeah, it's one that, that is a pretty, pretty drive. Yeah, and not many people see that view. And yeah. you're it's just really, really gorgeous. You're up at about 9,000 feet, and you're overlooking all of Zion Canyon. So some cool stuff up there. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for this. this Me is too. Be a, this is going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be it. Okay, did we miss anything, Brett? I feel like we've got everything. We're going to be using RaceJoy on this. And so make sure you download your RaceJoy app and you'll be able to hear some fun messaging that we're going to build into there. But also your spectators will be able to track you. And of course, if you're looking for some other fun things to do in the area, our Neo Caching app, you can find details on both of those apps and how to use them in the race guide, which you're going to get in email and we only have email on this one. We're not going to have any printed ones, but that will be all email for you on that one. Anything else we're missing, Brett? We covered everything. Uh, parking so. lot opens at 6.15. Okay. National Anthem at 6.55. And the first group's off at 7. That's awesome. 10-2, um, we'll uh, start um, opening the lifts. And so we can get to get a few people up there if there's if there's a few yeah. that are that are going for... Uh, Overall awards mm, yeah. or something. Yeah, it's, itching it's, to get out early. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll open the lift ten minutes before and but your get start you guys going. Time doesn't start until you're up at the top of the lift. The yeah. lift is not included in your nope, time. Nope, okay. it's it's not. So one take the take the lift up and then right at seven we'll we'll get you going. Cool. I kind of like that where it's just a nice way to start. Yeah, 
That's great. Everybody's going to want a ski lift for every single one of our events now, Brett. What, yeah, are, we, nice, what are we doing to them? Nice, quiet, beautiful ride uh, in, a, in a chairlift up to your start. Absolutely. If people have questions, of course, they can reach out to you over email. Yes, What's Brett your email? at vacationraces.com. But you're Brett with one T. Brett with one T. Yes. I'm, I'm a one T-er. He's a one <laughs> We could go so so many places with that. B-R-E-T at vacationraces.com. You can always reach out to our customer service. They are info at vacationraces.com. And Teresa and Kara will take care of you. And they're great. They are great. So we are excited to host you guys at this inaugural Cedar Breaks at night. Yes, I'm super excited to see all of you there and get you going. And uh, you are going to have an amazing adventure. You are. And it's going to be Brett's very first as the the head honcho race director. So make sure to go give him a big high five because we know he's going to do an awesome job. Thank you guys so much for running with Vacation Races. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. We'd love your feedback. Email podcast at vacationraces.com with comments, concerns, or stories you'd love to share. Make sure to watch for more episodes coming soon to vacationraces.com. This episode was produced by Colleen Rue in the Festival Sound Studio. For information about music licensing, contact Dane at vacationraces.com.